This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, this is Big Dipper, executive producer at Mom Podcasts. I want to thank you for listening to Very Delta and being such a loyal fan base and listener to our programming. We appreciate all of the support. Unfortunately, we do not have a new episode for you this week. Just a little blip, just a little something that happened with scheduling. We will be back next week with all new programming on the pod with Delta. Uh, But for this week, we thought we'd take a little trip down memory lane and listen to one of the early, early episodes of Very Delta. Um, with the iconic guest, former co-host of Very That, uh, the amazing Raja joins Delta on the program today. So please enjoy this rerun, and we will be back next week with all new episodes. Today on Very That, we talk about airports and cold sodas and hot sodas and people movers. We also talk to the style queen herself, the queen of She Done Already Had Hers Is, the one and only Raja is back to Very Delta and it's going to be very that. M. Oh. M. Mom! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. Hi there, I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta. This is a podcast where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and I invite fascinating people to sit on the couch and tell me things. Very Delta is for the lady who says autumn instead of fall. Hello, my gorgeous listeners and spectators. Welcome back to another episode of Very Delta. I'm excited to be here today. We have an extraordinary guest to come on, but we also need to cover a few things that are very Delta. Um, It's approaching the end of the summer, thank God, and it's back to school. People are getting in their last-minute trips. And I recently took a trip to Utah to visit family. Uh, It's one of my favorite, favorite trips to make. I love it so much. I used to fly exclusively out of Long Beach Airport to uh, Salt Lake City, to Portland, to uh, Seattle. I didn't really fly to Las Vegas. I'd always drive. I like to drive to Las Vegas. But anyway, anything sort of like southwestern United States, even Texas, Austin, I would... um, fly on JetBlue out of Long Beach. And a few years ago, JetBlue moved out of Long Beach exclusively to uh, LAX to um, make room for, well, not to make room for, but more room was made for Southwest Airlines, which, you know, I would rather um, take Operation Dumbo Drop than fly on Southwest, even though there's free baggage. I don't really care. Um, that's for another That's for another time. What I'm talking about is the airport itself. Long Beach Airport has made so many improvements for uh, accessibility and for people to love it. And I just, I think they went completely backwards. I can't. Um, First of all, it doesn't really matter what airport you fly out, but I I did notice it kind of at this one for sure. Um, Who is the TSA mad at? Why are they so, why is going through security like being jumped into a gang? I don't understand why. Um, I, I get it. People are fucking idiots. And they go through and they have a 16-ounce bottle of water. And they heard that they need to take their belt off, but they don't take their belt off. And this, that, and the other. But my God, I mean, honestly, I just don't understand why they're so, like, angry at every single person that comes through. As if you're, like, everybody there is, like, ready to fight. Right. And I noticed that at the Long Beach airport and then I flew into um, the Salt Lake airport. And on the way back, I didn't experience that. 
Uh, I mean, it's sort of TSA across the board, and I get it. They're supposed to be providing uh, safety for everyone, and you're not supposed to look them in the eye. But, I mean, Jesus Christ, they're so mad that you would possibly be coming through there. They do everything to let you know that you're a fucking idiot. How could you possibly? What? What? It's like, even if you're not even doing anything wrong. Also, I'm not quite sure why the TSA rules change from place to place. Like, no, we want everything in one bin. And then it's like, no, we need everything in its own bin. No, you need to take your shoes off. No, you need to leave your shoes on. Like, I get it for certain lines. But like in general, general line, I don't understand why it's like at nine, at like 99% of the places you have to have your iPad in a separate bin. But there's always that... 1% of places where you can just throw it on top of whatever. What, what is, why, why, why is, why is that? Why can't we get a more universal rule out of all of this so that we can all do this sort of due diligence and then make sure that the TSA people don't have to yell at us. They're so mad. I'm also not sure why sometimes, sometimes I set off certain parts of the, uh, the sensor, and then sometimes I don't. Like, is it because I wear body talc sometimes and sometimes I don't wear body talc and maybe there's like metal or like aluminum or something in that and maybe that sets it off? Because it always ends up being a like a groin pat down and they always say like, well, you know, we can take you into the other area and I'm like, no, I want everyone to see this. I want everyone to see what you've done to me. And, um, you know, they go through and they use the back of their hands. And I'm kind of like, just use the front of your hands. Like, just cup it. You know what I mean? Like, go so you can really know what's happening here. It it wouldn't bother me. Um, Maybe it bothers you. And so you always have the option of going into one of those little rooms. But I just don't understand why, why it's that way. I also... Separate from the TSA, at the airport, at Long Beach Airport, uh, it's a smallish airport. I do love it. Um, even though I I, I, had, I flew out of Delta, I flew Delta Airlines, which was fine. I don't personally ever have any problems with Delta Airlines. I know a lot of people do, but I don't normally have that many problems with an airline just because I don't fly that much. I mean, not as much as I used to anyway. But the thing about the airport is I feel like there's got to be a refrigeration unit somewhere in the recesses because whenever you walk up to the sort of little like uh, Hudson News or whatever the little stores are called, all the sodas are boiling hot that are sitting in those uh, those units. And I understand it's because it's it moves so quickly. They can't keep them full all, all the time. Can we get a couple of like old white refrigerators or something in the back? Uh, the kind that you keep like in your garage at home. Um, can we get some of those in the back and sort of keep the, the sodas and the waters in there so that when we do come out uh, and, and restock, they stay a little colder? I think that would be, I think that would be really nice. Where was I recently? I was in an airport. Oh God, I had to walk. So, oh, Salt, well, no, that was a different airport. But Salt Lake, I will have to say about this uh, separate from Long Beach. Whoever did the renovations at Salt Lake Airport, I swear to God, you hate you hate fat people, I think, um, and and you hate lazy people. And um, I checked in at the gate, not at the gate. I checked in my luggage at the lady, and she said she gave me my my boarding pass and said, "Your gate is going to be be whatever, and be prepared for a one and a half mile walk." And she wasn't joking because I was like, it's not that bad. I've been to this airport before. She said, not since the renovations. And I said, what does that mean? And she said, it's an hour or a mile and a half. And she wasn't fucking lying. It was a mile and a half to the point that I've seen people on TikTok, like after, you know how the phone, your phone listens to you and like says, you know, provides you shit. Uh, I saw, well, they don't really, I don't think the phone really does that. I think people think that it does. I think it just kind of checks, you know, when you check in places, it knows. So it just provides you. I don't know. And maybe not. Maybe your phone does do that because I was looking for shoes the other day and all I did was mention it. I didn't say what shoes I was looking for. All I did was speak and it spoke into existence because it showed up on my phone. Like these, are you looking for these boots? Anyway, um, uh, she wasn't lying. It was an hour and a half. And to the point that I was looking at TikTok and I could see, uh, you know, later, cause obviously it knew that I was at the airport, whatever. Um, I could see, videos of people rollerblading from their gate to the baggage claim so they could get exercise in. Now, listen, 
a mile and a half walk is, is going to do me nothing but good, obviously. I mean, you know, I don't like it, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. I have to get from point A to point B. And they have those people movers. Those are useless. We know those are useless. Those are just like giving you the idea that you're actually moving a lot faster than you are. Why not just have one of those like shuttle things that every other airport fucking has? Those like machines that you like those subway things that are above the ground that you get on a Metro link or something. I feel like these airports need that. That's what a perfect airport needs. I was also recently, what airport was I at? In my walk from one gate to the other, I caught I crossed three Mac stores. Three different Mac stores in one airport. I can't remember what airport it was though. It was not long ago. So I'll have to look back. But these airports, I, I just don't. I feel like there's a way to go around making things even more comfortable for people. I mean, LAX is shot. We know that. It's never going to – how long can you be under construction? Come on. I'm not a construction worker. Maybe I was in a past life, but I just I, – you know, let, let's – too sweet. You know what I mean? Quick like a bunny. We have to really get this stuff done. We have to really make uh, money moves here because people have got places to go. The Austin airport's really nice. I do like that airport. I like Austin. And I do like when you're in Pacific Northwest, the airports have like rocking chairs and you can look out. Anyway, it's never going to be right. I mean, it would be more right if the beverages were cold, if we had, um, God, Salt Lake Airport, please get the people. And the TSA, just stop being so mean. I know your job's hard. All of our jobs are hard. Stop being so goddamn mean. Like, you would think somebody would step up and say, hey, you really don't have to, like, scream at people like they're three years old. But I guess if I had that job and people were being shitty to me all day, maybe I'd be mad too. Well, enough about bitching about airports because, uh, you know, my complaining is not going to fix anything. But it is going to get it out there, I think. Today we're talking to the style queen. We're going to welcome a special guest, my very dear friend from Drag Race All-Star 7 and... Queen Mother, the one and only Raja Gemini is here. She's going to take a seat on our couch, and it's going to be very that right here at Very Delta. Grab a snack. We'll be back. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek and professional. I love to shop online, and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality, and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders. You can have an online store. You can sell your products directly on your site. And they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. All right, welcome back. Listen, today's guest needs no introduction. You may know her from Drag Race All-Star 7 or as the co-host of the hit mom podcast, Very That. <laughs> Today we have the icon, Raja. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. This I haven't fucking talked to you in a long time. I know. Well, at least not in yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, text yeah, yeah. a lot. We text a lot. Um, so, I mean, listen, I, we, we should just, just get into it. You, you just won. Like, you just won. A thing. A thing. You, like, slayed the house down boots. Yeah, I did. Now, hold on. How does this work? Did I win second place? Yeah, I won second no, place. No, you, you don't didn't. think so? No, you won first place of the losers. 
Okay, there you go. Yeah. But I was talking to different people about it, and I'm like, and I keep saying, like, yeah, I won second place, you know? And they're like, no, you're you're also a winner. And I was like, uh-huh. but no, Jinx won a crown and uh, and $200,000, and I won fifty grand, And that sounds like second place to me. But I don't, I, either way, I don't care. I'm happy. I'm happy with the outcome. I'm happy with um, you know how it all went, and um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm jiving. I'm like I'm loving it. I yeah. love it. I'm having such a good time. I feel good. I just came back from vacation, so hence the tan. Right. And I just took some time off and I'm just relaxing, just checking it out. I feel like ultimately, truly, <laughs> truly, truly, this has been like my favorite season to watch because everybody mm-hmm. is just so fierce mm-hmm. and like. As much as I, I'm somebody that was like, oh, I wanted to see more critiques of this or that, or I wanted to see whatever, I just feel like everybody was so fierce. Yeah? Yeah. I th- I mean, I, th- I thought I was biased watching it. I'm like, why? This is really good. And I thought it was maybe because I was on it, and I was there, and I saw, and I was there through the process. And you know how that goes. You're just like, oh, it's going to be the best, the best, the best. But I've heard that a lot from mm-hmm. people where they're like, it's really refreshing to see the queens get to stay all the money that they spent on their costumes, hair, everything has got to be showcased. And so to me, that that's like, you know, that that it, it's validating to hear that from other people other than just what I'm thinking in my own brain. You know? Right. No, so, but it, it, it like yeah. legitimately. I mean, I, I, I think that that should be the template for whatever All Stars comes up next. Now, do I think it should be like that for all drag race? No. Because if you get there for and it's your first time being there. Yeah, you got you got to go through all the critiques, right, you know. Right, you right. you got to pay your fucking dues. You gotta, you know, it's a rite of passage. You got to get critiqued by Michelle, uh, whatever her name is, and you know, yeah. just um, is that one of the guest judges? Which uh, <laughs> that was critiquing you? What? Um, well, did you have a favorite guest judge? Oh, uh, okay. Let me see. Uh, Cameron Diaz, mm-hmm. top of the list, was the nicest, coolest fucking chick. You know what I liked about her was that she is a woman that still is an entrepreneur. She's got a wine line, which I need to reach out to her. Cameron Diaz, if you're listening to Very Delta right now or watching, uh, I need to try her wine. But I love that Cameron Diaz was like, okay, I'm a star. I made a shit ton of money. Peace out. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm just going to do my thing. And to me, she's my hero for that. She's like, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and keep, keep, keep going, 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 going and compete, compete, compete with all the other starlets in Hollywood. And instead, she was just like, I'm good. I'm the highest. You know, at the time, she was the highest paid actress in, in, in Hollywood. And she just fucking left it, followed her dreams, enjoys what her enjoys her life. And so she was definitely top of my favorites. Daphne Guinness was amazing mm-hmm. because she's just visually stunning and Gorgeous. she's been a huge inspiration in my life. Um, Tovlo was, a, oh, yeah, there's a few. Tovlo was great. I love Tovlo. Tovlu. Toveloe. Toveloe. Tone Loke. Tone Loke. Yeah, Tone Loke was my favorite judge. Yeah. Yeah. Were you actually, were you confused about the plunger? Did you really think there was like a secret going on or was that like a. Delta, you've met me. I'm a dum dum. I'm I thought so there was something. Me too. I thought the curtain was gonna like, or the screen was gonna open up, and like I don't know, people were gonna be standing there, and I was so stupid. And those girls got me convinced. They were like, they didn't even tell me one fucking thing until the very end. Until I got so, yeah, I felt so stupid. But you know, whatever. It was, I really thought. I thought there was gonna be like a whole other like whisper, whisper. Right. You know, and uh, right. No, it didn't happen. I do. I do feel like it's cool that they like. Uh, are Hold on, I really love your hair. You love this hair? Yeah. Wigs by vanity. vanity. Wigs by vanity. <laughs> um, this is the Tina. The Tina is so good. And I have like great... a cherry cola, maybe it's called, or the Slayer, something like that. I don't remember the name. Um, <laughs> this is this hair is very you. It's a cherry cola Slayer. Right. Mm-hmm. Slay God. Slay um, God. Yeah, but just like going back to, that, I feel like the the. the Watching everybody, like I, I just recently started watching um, the second season of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Okay. Right? So all new contestants, new to the to the format or the franchise. But when you watch something like this, it's like your All Star season. Do you like that franchise? Do I you do. Like, do you like I that? do. I, yeah. I like that one a lot. I also I'm watching the fr- the French one now mm-hmm. too, which is really good. Yeah. But when I watch the All Stars, the interesting thing is that people have had the chance to travel the world. And, and find their line and find their way. Mm-hmm. And you realize that um, it's a good way to see that 
you don't have to like be an asshole to be confident in what you do. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when I'm watching the girls, like there was no, there was no moment of like actual bragging, like, well, I'm going to bring it to the runway and you're not, mm -hmm. and I'm going to do this and you, you're not doing enough. And like I said, I started watching like season two of the all-star or the, um, the Australia. Mm -hmm. There's like a little bit of that mm -hmm. and like starting out between like sort of an ageist thing and. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with the kiki of that and the, and the fun of that. Yeah. And you played with that on your season. Like sort of, sort of, I'm the oldest contestant here. Yeah. Yeah. But it never became a thing because everybody was so confident in what they did. Yeah. It, it was like part the the age thing was definitely a part of the joke all the time. They were like, oh, Raja's the oldest. But Jinx always tried to act like she was older than me. She's at least 10 years younger than me. I know. Yeah, I never. Well, I felt like the <laughs> narcolepsy like, old... thing like went away for a long time. And then all of a sudden it came back into the storyline. And I was like, do you really fall asleep all the time? Because I don't know <laughs> I've that. never seen like, her fall asleep. And like, do a lot of young guys, you fuck a lot of young guys all the time? Like this storyline. But I've always talked about too, like this, this idea of creating a character. Like yeah. I never, I don't feel like I have a character. I feel yeah. like. Yeah, you have carte blanche to do a little bit more because when you're in drag, you sort of feel it. Mm -hmm. But like, you're not really a character. There's no character of Raja. Yeah. Right. I mean, no, I don't. I don't think so. Not not one that I've in, invented or or tried to portray. Um, I'm happy. Uh, you're speaking of the Australian one. I was really excited to see Minnie Cooper on it. Love. Because she's fifty. And she's energetic. She's cool. I've met her in Australia. She's one of the, the cluster of friends that I know from Sydney and from, from the, you know, I think she's from Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. Sydney Cooper. But I like seeing that. I like seeing that drag isn't just a young person's sport. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, people who begin, but the people who really excel at it and do really and, and become legendary actually have a little bit of age on them. They've been doing it for a while. Yeah, I find it know? a weird thought. Like that would, that thought process would come across like, oh, you're older and you're going to be in drag race. It's like. Yeah. Why is that? A, why do you figure that? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. I've never had that. I mean, maybe because I'm only four years younger than Minnie Cooper. You know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? But when I was on Drag Race, I was 35. You were 37. Like, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, I, that never was a thought to me. I don't think mm -hmm. it ever even came up with the competitors in season mm -hmm. three. No. Interesting. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite challenge or like a favorite look that you did on the show? Because you guys, I mean, I saw a grid of different looks and I was like, there's like 35 looks here. <laughs> You had a lot. You guys had a lot to be responsible for. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if there's a favorite look that I did because I think all of them. I, I was pretty happy. I had to make sure that before I went into the, doing the process that I really enjoyed and liked a lot of my looks. I think, um, um, I'd say the most expensive looks were definitely <laughs> highlight. You know, the laser costume, which I think could have actually looked better on TV maybe. They, they they were a little unprepared with what I was bringing and I wasn't bringing something that just plugged in and turned up. It was like it needed smoke and stuff and, and that whole process took a while but it was definitely one of my favorite things to wear on it because I knew, because behind the scenes, what people had, didn't see um, that was completely off edit, off camera, and the girls, if you ever meet one of them, will vouch for me when I say that RuPaul lost her damn shit. I love that. She was like, what the fuck? Oh my God, Raja! Yeah. You know, and then it started up again and then you never got to catch any of that. And there's so many, the, the, the things that I, I love the most are the stuff that happened behind the scenes that never actually made it onto television. Sure. So. Well, like what would be one of those? Like, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Just conversation. Did, did they see you go off or? <laughs> see me go off is this willem in the delta costume right now <laughs> <laughs> you want to see me go off um no no i mean yeah, yeah, there's just so many people don't realize i i guess i don't realize because mm -hmm. i wasn't there mm -hmm. um the intricacies and like the conversations that are happening there's like it, it, you have to be in that moment mm -hmm. and i you know will anybody that's been on any kind of show like that will always say to other people there's really only 12 other people that know exactly the intricacies mm -hmm. So it's easy for mm -hmm. everyone else to say, well, this is what really happened. Yeah. No, you weren't really there. Like, you're getting the gist of things. But it it's in the moment of X, Y, and Z. You know, in comparison, if I, if I could compare how much I went off behind the scenes, you know, season three versus uh, season seven of All Stars, I think I went off more in season three. Do you remember when I threw my food plate across the room? Yeah. How many times I did that? Yeah. Do you remember when I pissed in the trash can in the workroom and, and they then got passed that trash can around for everyone else to piss in? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so if you want to talk about see me go off, the, the drama really happened in season three. There was really very, very little drama that happened. And what they and when drama did happen, we made sure because we were winners. We're like, you know what? We're not gonna sit here through it. So uh you might you might want to rethink how you talk to us because right. you guys chose us as winners the first time. So if you talk down to us, you sound like the asshole. Right. So it really kind of changed the trajectory really early in the season. It just kind of changed how they how they spoke to us and how we mm -hmm. how we how we navigated through the whole thing. Because I personally, you know, I could have said if they if they if they if they did anything that really truly offended me, I would have just laughed. I would have just been like, you know, figure it out. I gotta go. I'm right. not gonna sit here and 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 uh, be spoken down to. So yeah. I can just. I, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. Uh, I mean, you are now the queen of she done, done already, already had herses. Is it she done already done had herses? I will tell you this. Um, I'm I'm willing to accept. Um, I'm willing to accept a thank you from the franchise of franchise of RuPaul's Drag Race, and I'm willing to um, uh, congratulate you on what I've given you. Because I'm the person who on season three created She Had Done Already Had Herses because that was the first time that it was ever made evident when we played Scrabble. Oh. And I won by realizing what RuPaul was saying and I put the letters up. So you're welcome. I was in a way, I was on All Stars uh, with you <laughs> in more than one way. Okay, great. You can thank um, me. Thank you. Do you want to write me a check? Oh my god, did I get monkey pox? Do you want to write me a check now? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. We we our inside jokes can go on and on and right. on. No, I honestly, I mean, it's just as exciting for all of us because we didn't know. Like obviously there's a winner, and I know mm -hmm. that's not taking anything from Jinx because she won fair and square. She mm -hmm. did an amazing mm -hmm. job. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's exciting to see that something else, you know, drag race, I feel like as a show, mm -hmm. uh, does sort of up the you're not ready for this. Because mm -hmm, I wasn't mm -hmm, ready for mm -hmm. it. And then when we heard that, mm -hmm. we were like, fuck yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. It's still an exciting show, and I feel like it still does always level up in another way that you're not expecting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I, I can also say that season three, when we left, there was, you know, when we left the, the whole thing and it, it all finished and we all went home, there was still a little bit of bitterness between some of us, between mm -hmm. the, like, cast members about whatever happened there. But this time... I went home and I still have very, very fond memories. We have a group text where we talk to each other constantly. We're always sharing information and trying to collab with each other. And it's just different. It feels so different. It almost feels like I wasn't even on the first time, mm -hmm. you know, because this this experience was so different and so new and so refreshing. Like, it, there, was, there was no shade mm -hmm. ever. You know? And so who do you hate from season three is the real question now that you bring that up. Um... Pretty much you. Uh -huh. I hate you. I hate you very, very much. Uh -huh. And um, that's it. Yeah, and I'm still mad at Shangela. <laughs> you know? When those yeah. videos pop up all the time, they go pop up on TikTok. It's and so it's silly. so weird because everybody looks like, I don't know, everybody looks so young and like boogery. Like everybody was like not as pol obviously as polished as they are now. Yeah. But at the time, everyone being like, oh, I'm way more polished. I'm way more this. And it's like, you are? Totally. How though? Totally. So gross. Um, let's take a break. All right. Yeah, let's take a break. And we are back. We're sitting here talking to the queen of she had done already had hers is Raja. Um, back to very Delta or very that. I mean, you know, it's kind of it's always the same thing. Yeah. When you um, when you took a little break because I mean, you know, your see this season of Drag Race is one that we haven't seen before, and also coming out of a pandemic, a lot of people haven't toured, mm -hmm. so these streets are full of. The winners and people from different franchises. So you're like, you had to hit the ground running, all of you. And you've mm -hmm. all been touring. Mm -hmm. It's a little difficult to sort of plan a normal at-home time when these gigs are constantly coming up. And you can't say no to them. You didn't go on the show to not work after, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, you know, you're taking, I mean, you're here, obviously, because you're in town. But who knows how long you're going to be in town? You're constantly gone, mm -hmm. which is exciting. Yeah, I, I, 
I had to take the the break from very that because I just the my schedule was starting to get really weird. There was moments where I was available to do it, moments where I was not, and I couldn't I couldn't be consistent in it. And and now I'm starting to get my little stride into it, and I'm actually taking a little like time to myself rather than just yeah. being on the road. Because to be very honest, I if I'm going to be in a nightclub. And uh, and I have to travel to it. I just want to make sure that it's the gig that I want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want it. I I'm, I'm tired of just piling on gig, 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 gig. And 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 I just think that I don't really need to do that anymore. I have other projects that I want to work on, and I want to focus all of my time mainly on those things. And the gigs will happen in between, right? Mm. Uh, no, not for me. Um, but you can let them know that I'm I'm available to fill in for Raja if you would like somebody else. Um, it could it won't it won't be very that, but it'll it'll be barely that. Um, and I'm willing to be there, uh, probably at a tenth of the price. Barely that. Barely that. I mean, why not? Um, so we have stupid. not on this on Very Delta. We have not done any CSON themes. Oh, we don't really? Do that. No, we don't do that. Not even with your guests. No, uh, you had Jasmine there. I know we could. We should have done. Would have been a seesaw. Yeah, but we um, were chit chatting. We were like, let's do a seesaw thing with. I love um, it. Something that we both love, 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 love. Mm -hmm. And I did get to see the creation of this as it was happening. But real talk, you know, when people sign NDAs, and as close as I am with Raja, you don't really talk about projects just because you don't like to make each other feel uncomfortable, Uh, because you this legal shit is involved. I knew that you were working on something that involved Dolly Parton. Uh-huh. Oh, and yeah. And we were such big fans of Dolly. And you were like, hey, let's. L- l- why don't you let me a hand with this? Like, just mm-hmm. give me a thing. And so when I knew that you were going to be doing something with Dolly Parton, you were mm-hmm. like, let's do a wig that's like a little bit bigger than RuPaul, not as big as Dolly Parton, but don't put a lot of hairspray in it because I need to fix it on my head because yeah. you are about styling yourself. Yeah. So that we're, there's a see something. It's like a digital see something. I think that um, they're putting together of you know you on the runway with with the dolly. Okay. Was that one of your okay. favorite looks to do? I mean that the jewels, the, the oh, crystals. Okay. The yeah. Pit. Yeah. Now now thinking back at it, definitely one of my favorites because. You know, I am not, I've never been a really good celebrity uh, embodier or impersonator. You know, I've always wanted to be. I mean, m- maybe my best in the 90s was uh, uh, Vanessa Williams if I threw in a blue a blue contact. Um, but it's never been my thing. So I never really invested my time or money or energy into impersonating anyone. But when I knew that we all had to dress like Dolly, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pretend like I am fucking... Yeah. A Dolly Parton impersonator. Yeah. And I'm going to go off. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to, you know, I want to be over the top. I want it to be larger than life. The you dress know. was just. Yeah, that was come on. Uh, Thomas Ogden, otherwise known as Art de Fashion. Mm-hmm. He does all of Brooklyn Heights costume. He actually lives like two blocks away from me. Oh, okay. So when that, when I, um, when the Dolly Parton challenge came up, I was like, I need somebody who's like a tedious dressmaker right you know who'd like just you know d- doesn't just make a, a a thing but like really focuses and takes her time on the on the underpinnings of it and i think he did such a fantastic job it's one of my favorite things to wear it's just yes. like the zipper went on and it went whoop yeah like, it just, like you could tell the tits were built in the jacket was made to fit he's a very very uh uh talented designer and then when it came to hair I, there was no one else I could I could come to but you. I was like Delta, please, please, please help me. And so and the the craziest thing is I didn't even inspect or looked at the wig. I got I got it in the shape that it was when you gave it to me. And then I looked inside of it when I put it on, and I've never seen a technique like that where you put where you sewed two wigs. Where it was like that, like on the inside, it was hollow on two sides, right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that, isn't yeah, that yeah. what you did? It's two on two on top of one, essentially. Yeah, but it was like kind of hollow on the inside, and yeah. it was like, it was fantastic, and it really was just about me just kind of running my you fingers, have to you fluffing, have to. running my fingers through yeah. it, a, a small tease here, small tease there, but the the base was so wonderfully made. And it just was perfect. It was fucking. Perfect. It was so fun to watch, and I mean, it was fun to watch everyone's dolly, mm-hmm. and but you know. I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to always like you know your friend is there, so you're going to yeah. be like, oh, I love my friends more. But it, truly, I was like, 
watching the outfit and I remember seeing pictures of it. And then when I saw it on, I was uh-huh. like, Jesus Christ. This yeah. is an act this is actually yeah. like you're wearing Dolly Parton's clothes. Yeah. That's how it felt. And me. then when I was thinking about what Dolly what style of Dolly I wanted to do, I was like, okay, coat of many colors, right? We're these these are all the obvious. The coat of many colors, it's the country, probably a denim and a gingham top tied mm-hmm. with big tits and that that you know hair. Then I was like, no, what Dolly do I love the most? I love that when Dolly Parton had her own show. I think it was on ABC. Uh, she had her own talk show back in the yep. day. That's the Dolly I like. I like the beads. I like the the wasped in waist. I like the little bit of shoulder, the bolero. Like, you know, there was a, a certain uh-huh. time of Dolly. It's probably like late 80s Dolly. Uh-huh. That's the Dolly. I always think about that, like, uh, like also to like straight talk Dolly. Do you remember the movie Ooh, Straight Talk, where the uh-huh. hair is like it's almost mullety because it's like here, uh-huh. but then it's like here, uh-huh. and it all feathers in like that. I love so that. So good. Um, where have where have you been this summer? Like you've been. I mean, I know you're working, but you're also able to take a little time. Have you been anywhere yeah. different? I just I just came back from Provincetown, hence my tan. I did. Mm-hmm. I, did we just say that already? Um, but no, I just came back from Prom- Provincetown for a week. It was wonderful. I yeah. need I needed the time out because, you know, at that any time that I've ever been in Provincetown, I've always had to work. I was there. You know, each time I was there, I had a residency, a show there in a small theater, three months at a time. And this time, I just went, had a vacation for a week, loved it. I kind of like dodged uh, all the hullabaloo, like whatever party scene, and really just kind of absorbed the nature part of it and the beauty mm-hmm. of it. And it's expensive to be there, so I really had to tailor it and customize it to what I needed to because I'm paying the money for it. Right. You know? So it wasn't about the bullshit. It was about the beauty of it, the history of it, and just enjoying the place that it was. Saw some great shows. I saw Varla Jean Merman, who's like, you know, goddess to me. Of course. Of course. I saw Dina Martina. I went to go see Mama Tits, who's a dear friend of mine from Puerto Vallarta, performing there. And... um, and what's nice to see there this time in Provincetown is that it's Provincetown is a village and it can be a little bit close knit and 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 it doesn't like to explore in big new modern ideas. Mm. And that's part of its charm. It's what makes it Provincetown is that it's so secluded and far away on the tip of Cape Cod and to come back to it after pandemic and to see new ideas Younger ideas, fresher ideas was fun. So I had a really good time. I got a great tan. I ate great food, drank a shit ton of wine. They have dispensaries now there, so I smoked okay. weed constantly, which normally— Is that new for you? No, it's new for Provincetown. But I definitely more, smoked more weed in Provincetown because I was on vacation. Sure. I was like, oh, shit, the beach is like a five-minute walk. Let me get this pre-roll and sit there and smoke it right, right on the beach and enjoyed every single minute of it. Have you found? I should have brought that wig. That would have been good. Yeah. yeah. Have you found um, that with the with the All Stars, like a new sort of influx of people that are sort mm-hmm. of new to you? I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, in Prov- when when I've been in Provincetown before. Um, are we still talking about Provincetown? Or talking, just in no, general? Just in general. In general. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, in Provincetown, it was really interesting because the, the last episode was being aired on the Friday before I was leaving. So people were still hot on it, you know. And so for them to for them to see me down the street was really, you know, exciting for them. And they all wanted to take pictures and stuff, um, which I expected. But, yes, there is a new group of people, a younger, different set of people who wasn't I, – I never even realized that 11 years ago was that long. But I guess it is. It doesn't seem like it, but it is. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. And there's there's definitely, like, kids now who are like, I didn't watch your season at all. You know, it was a long time ago for me. I was six years old or whatever. Sure. And now they're, like, full-grown, you know, people. And so um, that part's exciting to me. I like it, you mm-hmm. know, because um, – yeah, there, there's people who who didn't actually remember me, and now I've just I've been able to reintroduce myself to people, so that's really really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it the most? It's the most. Do you live? I live. Well, can I smell this? One? Yeah. Mm. Do you like it? What is it? Uh, Aura by Mugler. Oh, oh, we detox. <laughs> Actually, if, so if you did were detox, to, give that to her. Uh, she did not give that to me, but I have. I probably have something that she's given me. Oh, she gives me all the Gucci Bloom variations. How many bottles of perfume do you have in your house? Not as many as I would like, but I don't know, maybe two hundred. 
But what? Yeah, but I mean, they're not all you know. They're not all full. What the and fuck. And they're not all super expensive. You know, I have like cheap ones, and I mean, just different ones. Two hundred. Yeah. Let me think. I think I have about twenty-five. That's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. That's as many. I don't even use all of them. Some of them have been sitting there for years, but I just like the bottles, and they're so pretty and neat. Do you buy it because of the packaging, or because of the the designer, or because of the smell? A I think I used to. All. I I think I used to do it for for designer mostly before, but now I really go for scents. I really I'm enjoy, I'm I'm. I'm reverting back to my like hippie days. Well, mm-hmm. what I'm not even saying reverting. I, I've always been a hippie, but I really love roll-on oils now. And there's yeah. some really beautiful, exquisite ones. I went to Sephora and bought a shit ton of them there. Well, if you were to make your own fragrance, what would be like uh, some elements? Uh, what would be the inspiration? How about that? I would say a rose would be the first top. Rose is my favorite floral scent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would probably do. Uh, vanilla. I like vanilla, but then there's always that thing that, that I like to, you know, jasmine, Palo Santo, um, touch of patchouli, caca, caca, and sabaco, and uh, yeah, I like I like things to feel a little bit more earthy, you know, mm. like like uh, dirt, would you put dirt in there, like dirt? A slight dirt, yeah, that's patchouli, mm-hmm. earthy. Incensey, nag champa, you know. I like it. I like to. I like it to smell like a. I would imagine it to smell like the bottom of a of a hippie's bag that's travel traveling through Morocco. I like that. No, Travel. I like she's that. she's traveling through Morocco and it's 1971, mm-hmm. you know, and she's just got all of her little like stuff at the bottom of her bag. That's what I want. I want to open that hippie's bag and go. That's what I want. Do to you smell think like. it's weird when people like um will say like maybe you'll wear an outfit. And then people are like, ooh, who are you? What is this? And mm-hmm. you're like, it's my outfit. And they're like, yeah, but wait, but who is she? Who is this lady? Yeah, who are you? What are you giving? What are you giving? It's giving. It's giving. The kids love to say that now. Oh my it's gosh. giving. Right. But yeah. it's ne- but why is it never exactly what you were giving? Like the description <laughs> is like, that's not succinct enough. Like you, you think it's giving that, but maybe if you've ever been there, it's not like that there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that person. I've never not- been to Morocco. I just, right. I just pretended like I, I have I've right. watched, I watch a lot of movies so. I would want my you know perfume to smell like a spice market but I've never there been to a go. spice there you go you know market. what I mean yeah I've never been <laughs> a souk <laughs> yeah I've never been so but people do that it's giving I it's think people giving probably souk. they probably do that on your um like when you, now everybody has you know the runways from all stars uh-huh. oh she's giving me this yeah and everything is like Oh, she's trying to copy this person. Well, some of the stuff like I've been I, I read my comments sometimes and like when I post a picture of the, one of the recent outfits from Drag Race, they're like, "Oh, it's giving this," and it's like some video game character or science fiction Japanime, and I'm like, whoosh, goes yeah. right over my head. I'm like, okay, if that's what you see, right? I'm not going to argue that. That's well, not what I was trying to give. <laughs> that's what you took. Yeah. So go ahead. They want to see me go off. They want to see me go in. They want to see me stay in here. Uh, let's take a break. All right. Did uh, she my arm? Easy. Probably not. No. I didn't shave my shoulders. back um this is of course you know the annals oh we still do these i I miss the annals yeah well let's get into it i mean yeah i like the annals the annals are definitely my favorite if you um want to write a letter i don't even know where i kept my letters Ooh. damn like that yeah do you ever burp and then like you think like you burp so many times that you're like you open your mouth differently to see if it'll make a different sound like ah you don't ever do that? Uh, I have a few times, but yeah. I always, my, my thing is when I burp, I'm like, do does everyone smell it? Like, Oh, I think that. But did, you you just, ever, did you just smell my burp? I, I burped. I didn't. Okay. You're far enough away. But do you ever burp and then like, um, you don't realize that like a little bit of vo- like vomit's going to come up? Oh, that happens a lot. <laughs> I yeah, fucking that, hate that. Yeah. Oh. But then you try to. I act- hate it when I'm brushing my teeth and I actually like, and vomit comes up a little bit. Do you I, ever I test your gag reflex? 
when I brush my teeth. And you're like, oh. But sometimes I like the gagging. So I'm, I might be a good, like, have you ever seen those videos, like porn videos, where they're like. Oh, absolutely. Like, you have like to overact. Bubbling spit mm -hmm. over the, their cheeks and into their ears. Like, oh my gosh, oh. that's the best. And you have yeah. to make the sounds like, like that. You know what I mean? G is for. <laughs> oh my gosh, that thing you sent me. G is for. <laughs> Okay, wait, where's that? I look at uh, Oh wee, for the lady. Wait. Okay. <laughs> People send these. And if you want to send um you can send an email, of course, to uh readmedelta at gmail.com. The first one is from Jasmine. Ooh. Jasmine or Jasmine, I like that. Dude, was there a girl, Maxwell? Was there a girl, Jasmine on top on model? Top model, like yeah. A, yeah, too, I smoke too much weed. Okay, so I'm Maybe a gay. Her. I'm a gay young adult from Arkansas, and I'm okay, seriously sorry. contemplating moving to a bigger city for college. My first college pick, which I believe would be the best choice for my academic life, would take me to a boring ass college town. The thing is, I'm also admitted to a lesser-known university in a popular party city, New Orleans. Ooh, go there. Where I have a bunch of friends. Go there. And I'm told the trade is good there. Go there. I know I should power bottom through my college years in order to perform as hard as possible and get a nice job, but there's a deep part of me inside that knows that I'm internally a slut who needs to party the house down. Isn't college supposed to be the best years of my life? Um, yeah, actually, aren't my college years. Uh, and it, I guess it doesn't matter, but they'll figure that out when they get yeah. to college. Shouldn't I strive for sexual stimulation as a young and hung doll? Oh. Please help me, Delta. I don't want to fuck up my life, but I also want to fuck. <laughs> this is, I, when I said, earlier I said people need to be more succinct. This person just said. I love you it. You answered your own question, baby. I love it. You don't give a fuck about education. You want to get nailed. You want your hole stretched open. You want to feel. You want to go off. Yeah, I wish. I wish um, Jasmine would have stated what they were studying, what they plan on studying in college. Because for me, I went to college. I went to university. I went to Cal State Fullerton, which, mm -hmm. um, you know, not a mistake, but not my first choice. Like I really wanted to go to art school. I wanted to go to do something with design. Sure. So my sister, my older sister, Rahana, she went to um, Cal State Fullerton and it was just easy, you know, like it, she went there, I went there and I just followed along with, with her, what she did, you know, and how she went to college. Um, the difference is my sister uh, didn't live on campus. And as, as soon as I knew I was going to college, I was like, this is my ticket out of my parents' house. So I was in the same boat with Jasmine, where it's like, okay, well, I want to go to, I'm, I'm, wherever I go, I'm going to have fun. My focus wasn't necessarily on sex per se, because it was the early 90s, and we had to be a little bit gentle about that. Well, very gentle about it, because, you know, sex was... Always safe sex there, there at that time. There was no no other option. So my focus wasn't on that. My focus was going to the club, getting in club kid outfits, partying till in the morning, you know. Um, so uh, it and it sounds like Jasmine wants to do that. Jasmine yeah. wants to get out of Arkansas, and I know a lot of people who have left Arkansas and thrive. Uh, not saying that you can't thrive in Arkansas because if you are in Arkansas, whatever small town you don't want to be in, I say do the best you can and and thrive and 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 be the best wherever you're at. Right. But for me, college was get out of my parents' house. How do I get to go to the club more often? Um, and eventually, after two and a half years, I just quit. Right. And I got a job with Mac Cosmetics, and then that's what really started getting my my makeup interest career uh, going. It you know working in makeup at a makeup counter actually gave me a, a very small taste of what I wanted out of fashion and art and so on. And my life continued and, continu and continued and became what it was. So if you, if, if Jasmine has the money to afford to go to this, this school in New Orleans, I say go. I love New Orleans. You have a lot of friends there. You want to get dick? Go get that dick, honey. I, I, I said it on Drag Race in my, in my commencement speech. I said, you know what? You want to get dick? 
get fucked. Go have fun. Enjoy what your bod- bodily functions do with other people. Enjoy that because one day that, that option isn't going to be as readily and freely available. So if you want to go and have fun, party, be with your friends, go there. But, you know, also study. If, you, if you're investing, into mon- and, you know, investing your money into it, then study also. You know, I just feel like maybe we're just, maybe I'm just too far out um, from priorities. But I feel like I'm reading here that you say that you're hung and that you also are willing to power bottom. <laughs> um, if those two things are the case, does it really matter where you are? Because if you've got all this dick and all this meat, I mean, I've built, I'm, there's, listen, uh, it sounds like, believe me, sweetie, you got enough to feed the needy, as uh, the prophetess Little Kim once said. Mm-hmm. And I feel like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you go to school. So, um, true. you know, and also, true, too, true. really true, doesn't matter true, what true. school necessary. I mean, if I, I don't know that you're maybe you're going to go to law school or something. But if you're just going like for a higher education, for like a general education, I say, you know, you might as well. You might as well bloom wherever you're planted. So, you mm-hmm. know, if you're if you're mm-hmm. going to do great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At either one, then go to the one where you think you're going to have more fun and get the education. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? I think that's what I meant to say. No, I no. You, you always pull it together for me. No, no, no. But it's true. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't think you really care about school. <laughs> I don't think you give a fuck about school. I, I think you know care. you're supposed to go to school, yeah. um, and that's okay. I mean, yeah. you don't have to. You don't have to fucking. You don't have to fucking be a superstar all day long. Like my, just, my sister actually told, use that dick for a couple, sure. Girl. A couple months ago, my sister suggested to me. She's like, "You didn't finish your bachelor's degree. You should. You know, you can do that online now." And I was like, "Um, probably not." Gonna I'm do cool. That. I don't need a bachelor's degree. What is a bachelor's degree going to give me? Can you as get an a artist? bachelor's degree in the queen if she had already done had her scissors? There's not. There's no need for a bachelor's degree for me of for anything. How about this one? When you have the master's degree in Fias. Uh, ew. How? Uh, <laughs> when you get the master's degree in Fias. Um, this is from um, uh, Ryan. Okay. And a beautiful spelling. I know who this is. Ryan. Ryan. Um, very Delta and Raja. Mm-hmm. As a fellow veteran of department store cosmetics and fragrance counters, I want to hear about some of the craziest things you experienced. I worked men's and women's fragrance, Clinique, Estee Lauder, one. and MAC for the same Macy's between 2002 and 2013. I had someone eat the coffee beans from fragrance. Uh, hypoglycemic, <laughs> hypochondriac, insist on eating her lunch while I did her makeup. And an older woman judged me for not liking Aramis as a 20-year-old. <laughs> Aramis. Aramis. I can't wait to hear some of your stories. Oh Love you. Mean it. Oh, my God. Aramis at 20. That's not a 20 year old No, fragrance. it's not. And I always joke with you. I'm like, ooh, your look is giving uh-huh. uh, fragrance model Robinson's May selling Aramis. Uh, you always tell me that. <laughs> she really does. Okay, Aramis what's, is what's, so particular. What happened? Okay, mine is, this is my favorite. I've had many, many crazies. But uh-huh. when I worked at Mac Pro on Robertson Boulevard, in the early 2000s, probably 2001, maybe 2000. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a woman who came in, and she was a little space case, and she was just like, um, "Yeah, so I've, uh, you know, I really want a, uh, a lipstick, like just makeup in general that like goes with my hair color. Do you have a pair of scissors by any chance?" And we're like. Well, yeah, sure. And we, like, took out the, the scissors that we would use to, like, trim eyebrows and, like, you know, lashes. And she's like, I'll be right back. She went to the bathroom in the back, cut off her pubic hair. No. Not fucking kidding. Cut off her pubic hair and went, here you go. This is my natural color. I figured, like, if you pick your pubes, then you would, like, this is your natural color. And she showed us Ew. her fucking pubes. Not lying. What did they smell like? Well, after I went like like that, I was and like, it went up your nostril, <laughs> and you're like trying to get it out like a farmer's snot. I did a line of her pubes, like because <laughs> it, was, it no. was the early 2000s. You know, I snorted everything. So, but wait, was she? So did somebody like help her? Or did actually, she... she? I wasn't the one helping her, but like you know, you know when you work at a, right. at a, a, a counter or something, you're always like over the shoulder of your friend that works there too, and you're like listening to the customer. How? Like this? Like, mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, girl. Uh, what? Uh, 
So did she actually end up getting something or were they like, get out? That part I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember wow. the fact that she went to the bathroom, cut her pubic hair, and she's like, I want something that goes with this. Ew. <laughs> True story. Was she older, younger? Not that it matters, but I'm trying to visualize uh, from what it. I, what, from what I remember, it's all vague. I remember she was probably, she was a white lady. She was definitely somewhere in her, like, late 30s, early 40s. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't, I wish I had a story that could match that, but I, I don't. Yeah. That's, I don't. that's probably my, one of my most memorable ones. Um, uh, other than that. I can remember um, when we used to get, um, like, we would call it gratis. And mm-hmm, so there would be, mm-hmm. like, gifts from the vendors for each company. Mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. would be like, ooh, I really need to get that polo sport uh, tote bag. <laughs> or I really need to get a free pair of underwear from John Varvatos or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember, well, this this was my own personal mistake that I did. It wasn't really necessarily a customer story, but this was uh, the, in the 90s, 90, 1994, 93, and Mac, where I was working, made these color correctors that came into in little bottles. Mm-hmm. It came in, like, the pale green. It always has a lavender, right? There's maybe a yellow. Yeah. They're color correctors. They're meant to be used on little dots of areas. So let's say you have dark circles under the, uh, of your eyes and you're melanated. Orange is a really good way to kind of kill that blue under the eyes well there was a woman who came in who had a lot of redness for from something i think maybe she i don't know her face was like really bright red and she wanted something to help cover it up well here i am 19 year old me i didn't know what the fuck i was doing and in my mac training they said if you if you put a little green on somebody's face it'll cancel out the red right well, so I was like, well, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a Mac girl. I know what I'm doing. I got hired here, obviously. I know what I'm doing. So I fucking took the two. <laughs> and I started stippling this light, pale, uh, pistachio-y green all over her face. Uh-huh. And I thought I was, you know, doing the thing. I thought I was actually doing the correction. Her whole face was covered in green. And then I tried to put the foundation on no. it. And it just turned into this, like, sad-looking mud, gray, green no. flesh thing. And How did you come back neck. from this? I just, you know, I, I made her go to the bathroom and wash her face. And that's when she took her pubes and showed me what she wanted instead. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. Anyway. Well, these are these are the letters. Um, these are this is this is the annals, the annals of the inbox. This is you literally have uh, been gone for uh, a couple of months, and uh, you've missed nothing. <laughs> People ask ridiculous questions about ridiculous shit, which oh I appreciate. We love because it takes us down um, memory lane. If you would like us to read your letter, and I promise we won't make fun of you that much, just a little bit, send an email to readmedelta at gmail.com. Thank you for coming and being a, a guest. It's not really like you're a guest. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a guest, but not really. It's not really. We're just catching up. I mean, we normally are like on Zoom or whatever. I, really, I love this camera situation. It's, it's really nice, right? Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. tons of people, like, you can't really see them all, but... Yeah, I actually there. showered to do this with you today. Oh, you did? Normally, I do it from home, and I'm like scratching my ass and yeah, and brush my teeth in days, and yeah, I still haven't. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Do you want me to burp in your face right now? No, because you're far enough away that I don't smell it. Like, so when you burped earlier, I couldn't smell it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to Very Delta and a special hello to everyone watching the show on the Mom Podcasts YouTube channel. Very Delta comes out every Monday right here on the Very That Podcast feed and on YouTube. If you're new here, I'd love for you to subscribe to make sure that you do not miss any episodes. Of course, just reiterating, if you want to send a letter, um, send it to readmedelta at gmail.com. And you can follow me, of course, on Instagram at Delta Work. And you can follow Raja at Sutan Amrul. Are you? Did you put in your bio like Queen of Already? She done had hers. Is like oh, is that? I a, should do it. Have you ever tried to change your name on Instagram? No, it's impossible. 
It's not a thing, or you can't just do it. You can't just like change your name right away. Like if you're, especially if you have a blue check mark next to your name, it's very difficult to change your name. Like I've tried to put it, I've tried to make it familiar to people by putting Raja Gemini, but Instagram won't let me. So I just does everybody on All Stars write a love letter about something? Uh, I feel like people say that a lot. Like, oh, this outfit is my love letter to this. <laughs> and I know you've said that before, but I've heard other people that are like, this is my love letter. This is a love letter. This, is a, this cheeseburger is a love letter. Oh, I just decided to wear this because it's a love letter. Oh, Why does everybody have Maybe a love letter? Maybe we should letter? call the annals, uh, the annals in the inbox the love letter to the inbox. The love letters. Why does everybody have a love letter? Well, because there's love in their heart, Delta, and you have none. Oh, I just think you're like, a bitter bitch. Would you, are you gonna write a love letter? <laughs> See me go off. <laughs> you are fucking That's an idiot. That's it. That's it. That's it. We're done. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, you're done. Okay. Well, bye. Yeah. Somebody gonna call me an Uber? No. Where's Dipper? We'll see you next week right here where we like to keep things very Delta. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom, hosted by Delta Work and produced by Maxwell Esposito. Engineered by Margot Padilla and editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio.